<laughs> I think I think we're in I think there's a problem with trailers. I think trailers are ruining the cinema experience to a, a pretty large degree. Okay. So this all started not all started. It came to a head with Thor three, Ragnarok. Yes. Where well, I it came to a head for you with Thor three Ragnarok. I, well I, yeah. I mean but that is a, a bad one. It came to me at a head when Terminator two came out. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I remember you saying this last time. But Thor 3, I watched it again recently. And that whole first, yeah, first half of the film, oh, Loki giving it the, I've not seen his champion, but he's quite lethal, I've yeah, heard. And the, it's like, oh, who's the champion? Yeah, I remember the champion? sitting there watching the film and they're just like, oh, like, he's unbeatable, he's brutal. Yeah, like, who's keep, it going to be? And you're just sitting there and the cinema being like, it's, it's the Hulk. It's the Hulk. I've seen it on the poster outside. The trailer has shown me it every single time. And that's why I think... Pet Cemetery is getting a bit of a shit rap here at the moment. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast at one point. You said that your girlfriend w- was excited about the film until she saw the third trailer when it gave away the whole like third whole act, yeah. big spoiler thing, and then she wasn't excited for it anymore. But then on top of that now, the trailer's not even done that. The, the trailer for the film is a trailer for a different movie. The trailer for Pet Cemetery shows a film where a guy buries his kid the kid comes back, weakens the barrier between the land and the dead, and then zombies start coming back. Like, more people start coming back from the dead. None of which happens in the film. Well, I mean, other than the girl coming back. But the trailer makes it seem like like the, the dead come back because of the, the the pet cemetery. But We should also be careful with all the films we talk about just now about spoilers. Because I want to spoil it for the audience. We'll, we'll do a spoiler warning. But that, I mean... Because we have us, a klaxon. Brings us round to the beginning of the episode, really. Which I think... We've seen Can there. I say, cue the intro song? <laughs> I've always wanted to say it. Go. He's not going to do it. He's going to wait say until it again. you... Cue the intro song. You can cue it now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear? Right. Um, hi, guys. Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, where I'm Gary Copeland. And I'm the big bum fluffer, Gavin Stewart. And on our third mic, we have... Audio Boy. Audio Boy. <laughs> <laughs> With much trepidation about saying his name. He was just building... He's going to... little drum roll for himself there. <laughs> um, today's episode, we are going to, I think recap the um, four kind of big films that are out at the moment. Some of the, yeah, the current movie current movies. So we've got, and we're going to, no, we're not going to go into crazy detail like we have done previously in these episodes because yeah, there's so gonna, many. We're going to kind of keep this None of these films are really deserving of an episode to themselves, so we're just going to kind of bulk them there's together. There's that as well. Um, yeah. So we have got Dumbo, which yep. we'll start off because that's light and breezy. Directed by Tim Burton. Probably going to Shazam, which you haven't seen. I've not seen Shazam but yet. Audio Boy and myself have. I have seen this film. Can you believe it? I've seen a film. That's madness. And you haven't... This is Sparta. Um, Pet Cemetery. Yep. Directed and by two people whose names I can't pronounce, and I'm amazed that two people worked on that film, because <laughs> it's like... And then finally Us is the, the last one. That's oh, I was also going to say The Sisters Brothers. Oh, watch. and The Sisters Brothers, I haven't seen. Actually, we, I suppose we've got five films we can probably yeah. talk about. But we... This will all... Ebb and flow, yeah, like a like, like a, a like a beautiful dance. Beautiful even though dance. I can't dance, I can. You should see me floss. I think I have seen you floss many times. And speaking of flossing, that brings us to the first movie, Shazam, which you haven't seen, so we might as well just fire in. I think 
finally, I said I was interested for it. You said you were not interested yep. at, in it at all. And our DC, DC done a good one. I don't, if you want to hear more about their thoughts on DC, why don't you fare back to the DC episode with special guest Ryan Campbell? It was a good episode. Shout what out. Did? I'm plugging. Oh my God, that's so professional. I know. That was good. Wait, we can plug our own episodes? It's called being a host, Gary. You should oh, try wow, it sometime. Yes. Oh, do you want some Vaseline for that burn that he just applied upon yeah, you? Yeah, man. Can I have some hash brown? Vaseline. Can I wait, <laughs> no. Vaseline? wait, I messed up my one. Burn? Can I have some ketchup for these harsh browns? Hey. Gonna need a. Gonna I've need never got hash browns. Hash browns and ketchup. They're like Rosties, but. Yeah, I know what they are, but I'm just like. <laughs> I just have like. Fried potato and onion. Yeah, but I'm just like. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes not onion, though. Like McDonald's hash browns? No onion in those. Just all just potatoes. It's like someone was like, do you know what these chips need? Onions. I'm like, no, they, they were good as they were. No, no, you know, genuinely, do you know what the hash brown is for? Someone woke up at six o'clock and went, oh, fancy chips can't have chips it's too early what if i just fry them up different bosh breakfast brown. food apparently yeah and there's like hey are you eating chips for breakfast no 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 no. this is a hash brown it's a completely different thing he's like steve are you in the fucking man day again <laughs> mate that's chips it's not chips it's hash brown like, i grated it and then fried it it's completely different <laughs> anyway shazam shazam i think dc did a good one well, maybe not. Maybe not. Actually, no. I liked. I liked it a lot. Actually, I. I thought it was funny. It drags in a few places, and I did feel the time ticking by in a few key moments. Yes, the film is two hours and ten minutes it's long. It's two hours, and that is too long for this film. It should be um, like a nice one hour fifty. Yeah, maybe even a little bit less. I think they, they, I, I could chop out a bunch of that film quite happily. I mean, I could chop um, the entire film out and just and not watch it. With, I think we talked about it with Marvel how. Marvel films pretty much have Iron Man fighting Iron Man. Yeah. We, we talk about all of this in the DC episode, yeah. so that's the best precursor for this. But Iron Man fights Iron Man three times in three different films. Shazam quite literally fights evil version of himself in this. Just he's strong, can fly, and has electrical powers. And the bad and there are seven gods within Shazam, and the bad guy has seven demons within him, and he has is laser that, powers. So it's the Mark Strong character. Laser powers can fly and is super strong. Like it, it is quite literally Shazam fights himself and the ultimate battle of good and evil. I'm gonna take an absolutely mental fucking guess here and just stick with me because this could get a bit off the rails. I'm gonna guess in the end Shazam wins. Not to be a not to spoil anything, obviously. Aha! How did you know? I didn't see it coming. Did we do our spoiler warning? I mean, let's be honest. Anyone was in there somewhere. Let's be honest somewhere. with Shazam. You know you're not going to... Yeah. At the end, Shazam isn't going to be left in the ground and he's not going to get curb stomped by fucking Mark Strong and just have this, like, fucking American <laughs> History X style. It's not going to happen. You know he's going to win. Good. And Mark um, Strong, I'll get you next time! And then he'll fuck off somewhere. And like, <laughs> Mark Strong's big blue eye. But genu- genuine, genuinely, considering how low DC have been for... A long time. So many years now. Shazam is a breath of fresh air. It's pretty much what I said I was looking forward to. It's... Different direction. It's a breath of fresh air. It's it has a good bunch of genuine laughs in it, and it's not trying to do the dark and gritty DC. Does burr. it make any attempt? Because I know they they've said now that they're done with the expanded universe, but this film was in production before they made that decision. Yeah. So does it still have connections back to those? It's actually got a weird element. Yes and no. Yes and yes. no. So again, spoiler. Aha. 
at the end there is a small bump and it, it's not Henry Carvel, but Shazam sits down with his mates and as Shazam and it's all the oh my god you actually do know Shazam I can't believe that and then Zachary Levi Le- Levi Zach- Zachary Levi Zachary Levi <laughs> Levi Zachary Zachary Levi's Shazam goes yeah and I brought another friend with you with me and Superman's body walks in head out of shot oh. and they all go oh my god and then it cuts that's the end of the <laughs> that's the end of the film right there yeah. and then there's an end credit scene also which I didn't stay for it, but I'll just point in. They tried to get Henry Cavill for that, yeah. but he, he just, just like production <laughs> schedules and things, he, just they just couldn't get him. Yeah. Also, he's at this point, I think he just he wants out. I think it was, I this honestly was think it done before that. I honestly think it works funnier. I think it's funnier not seeing his head. I think the joke lands better. Also, at this point, not doing his head means that when they inevitably recast Superman, they, they can, can just be like, oh yeah, that, that was just such and such. Superman. And yeah, and, and there was an end credit scene which. I have no idea what it was. It was a talking caterpillar. I have no idea. I like my comic books. I was lost in that. But yeah, overall, Breath of Fresh Air, good for the DC universe, I think. Um, the second thing I was going to say, which is slightly weird, and I thought this a couple of times through the whole film, there's one point where they go to a toy store and he throws a Batman doll. Yeah, I've seen it in the trailer. Mark Strong. What I don't understand about it is if this is in a shared universe with Batman, Batman is now not a shadowy cape crusader who murders people who lives in Gotham and might be a myth but is a genuine thing that is being marketed to kids marketed to kids yeah yes. how, how could anyone be terrified of that in a universe where Batman has his own action figure that's stupid plus there's isn't there one point where like, the kid's got like a replica bat batarang oh, and he's but uh, that bit I get that bit I get because it's oh I got a replica batarang because I uh, in in a universe where Batman exists and is being stalkery and shadowy he might be throwing batarangs one might get out and then whew, the internet would blow up but or, having toys of yourself is a step too far yeah it's weird it does it ruins the batman i mean mythos for me personally hearing you talk about the film and hearing audio boy talk about the film i just have not an ounce of interest to go see it <laughs> even with a day off like i love going to the cinema but i'm just like i know exactly beat for beat what that film is gonna play as well, and will. i'm and i'm just like can't really be bothered i mean fair enough that's and, and no one's going to blame you because DC done this to themselves. Yeah, that's the thing. But ge- it is genuine as far I mean, as DC goes. I would, I might go see it so I can like write a review of it. But it's also like, oh, what's the point? <laughs> so I'm also just thinking that I'll just wait until it shows up on Netflix or Amazon Prime, and even then, I don't even know if I'll You'll get round because I just don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. This film isn't particularly groundbreaking in any way. It's not. It, and this is the thing, yeah. My, my entire review hinges on the fact that DC done a good one. That, yeah. That's, yeah, that's but, a low bar that, that, that was a question I asked uh, Audio Boy <laughs> when I was talking to him. If you were to... Would this come in as like a middle tier kind of like Marvel movie? Like your, your Ant-Man's, your... Yeah, yeah, your yeah, yeah, pretty Captain much. Marvel's, pretty much exactly your, there. It's, it's clearly trying to... to Hit the same notes as Guardians of the Galaxy and and Thor three, but it just doesn't have doesn't a quite hit those emotional highs. weight of Guardians or the just yeah absolute off the wall shit fun of Thor of Thor yeah it, it's aiming for that doesn't quite manage it but compared to everything else DC's done is a is a breath of fresh air and yeah some genuinely good laughs so I I'd, I'd recommend it it's probably just like a good like you've got the afternoon. And you just pals when I go to the cinema, you just fuck, we'll just go see Shazam, why not? You'll have a laugh. You'll you you will laugh, oh, yeah, you'll enjoy people, it. People, audience out. have a good time. And 
Which, without getting into the more serious adult fare, we might as well jump into the second. You could take, you know, you could jump in. Dumbo is also out at the moment. And I'm excited to hear you talk about Dumbo. Because I, I, just, I just want to give some context to the, to the listeners out there before we jump into Dumbo. Gary saw Dumbo before Audio Boy and I saw Dumbo. And then Audio Boy saw it a wee bit after. And I saw it a wee bit after that. And the entire time, you just railed against this film. You fucking hate this film. It is far and few and far between that I will actively dislike a film. Yeah. Normally, as everyone who's listened to this so far, however many episodes, will know, I am the one that will defend any turd. I will give it its, ah, but you know, you weren't meant to think it's an art house, amazing piece, you pretentious wank. Give it who you're talking about. You're talking about Audio Boy? (laughs) But yeah, hands up, I will defend garbage. Skyscraper, par example. Still not seen it. <laughs> That's gonna be great when we watch it. Oh, I'm so looking forward. However, to Dumbo is a dumb shit. You had all this time to think up of a fucking no pun and Dumbo is a dumb bell of farts. No, <laughs> <laughs> just no. I I hated it. I hate. It. I thought it was. So here we go. Here's here's the first and maybe only bad film review Gary Copeland will ever give on this podcast. You must have other bad film reviews. Find one. <laughs> maybe not in this podcast, but I thought Dumbo was a boring, messy, badly acted, badly written, horrible looking fart of a film. And I'll happily go into each of those points in detail. Here here's what I'll say is I'll agree with more or less all those points. <laughs> I don't think it was... I mean, I think the only bad acting was Michael Keaton. Because Michael Keaton... And the two kids. I'm, uh, we'll get to the, the kids and the problem. But with Michael Keaton, I don't know what the fuck the direction he was given, but it was awful. Like, I was watching it just going like, you're playing like a different character every time you're on yeah. camera. I'm like, I don't know who this character is, but yeah. you're just fucking weird and wacky and you're trying to be like Jim Carrey or something. I don't know. It was bad. I think... Colin Farrell's character. I, I here's, say, here's the thing with the characters, is there aren't any. No, no, totally. So, sorry, Colin Farrell's performance, I felt... He plays... It's just so dad. in. It's just, he he did not care. No he one didn't cared. care about that role. No, but exactly. They were, but it's not their there. fault because they were given nothing to care about. It's true. Also true. Because you look at any of the characters, we'll circle back to those kids you talked about. The kids are... Here Pointless. are the kids. Daughter plays science girl. Little brother plays little brother. Because that's... And that's it. Any, any girl that isn't defined by her looks in a film has to be science. She's got to be science-driven because that's that's it. You can either be smart and beautiful or a scientist. And, and then, a girl in a film. And that's all those two people are. And then you've got Colin Farrell, which is one-armed dad who sometimes is sad about his dead wife and sometimes forgets she exists. Because he wants to bang... Eva Green, who Green. in the beginning is... Evil, evil and then for no reason just becomes the next love of Colin Farrell's life and the mother to the kids. They kept focusing on that bit when she's going to ride Dumbo in the air. They kept focusing on her kicking Dumbo. Yeah, and I thought Animal they were going to make a point of yeah, Dumbo shouldn't be kicking, back. shouldn't be kicking down, and then he flips out. No, nah, she just kicks him. He lifts up his leg. She uses that to climb on him. Never, never mentioned, but focused on an awful lot. And and there were so many bits like that in the film. You said it yourself. Colin Farrell's missing arm. 
There's no what? purpose. There's no point. No point. No point to that. No point to that plot. The brother. No point to him. Brother. Oh, just to be the, the be, little brother. The uh, the son. To... Without the brother, the little girl's story would have made sense. Dumbo and the little girl both lose their mother, and can you know, you can feel the emotion I mean, between the, the two the, of them. The thing with uh, the wee boy characters, if you take him out of the movie, nothing changes. Nothing changes because he's just there to do. He brings Dumbo peanuts. And that's kind of it, really. Yeah. And I, so, what have I covered there? We've covered bad performances, bad writing. Yeah, I thought like, the film look, I thought, I, and I, I've heard a few people say, oh, but Dumbo's so cute. Genuinely, I thought that film was nightmare fuel. I thought, <laughs> I thought the scenes without Dumbo were bland, dark, and miserable looking. To be fair, the original Dumbo was nightmare fuel as well. Yeah, Agreed. That's true. But Dumbo was at least adorable. Like, they're doing a live action Pinocchio again soon, and I'm just like, the original live action Pinocchio is terrifying to look at. So I can't imagine I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be scary. Shout out to Pinocchio 2000, greatest film of all time. Nope. That's the one with the weird CGI puppet boy, That's right? Correct. Like, yeah. Some of it's practical, some of it's CGI. And oh, with the horrible Jiminy all Cricket. All of it's a mess. Yeah. The horrible Jiminy Cricket with the, with the bug. He looks like yeah. the cricket from uh, yeah. James and the Giant Peach. And yeah. yeah. I watched that. Uh, with, Does like, he sound fire in that film? He's not trying to have a wank and say, no, wait. No, that's, a have a wank. that's a pub joke. It's a pub joke. Oh, I got okay. it confused. There's, there's a point where well, it's like. Uh, why did, yeah, why did Pinocchio set on fire? Because he tried to have a wank. Because uh, he's made of wood. It's like, hey, stop. Kindling. Kindling. Yeah, we got made to. Well, not. I guess we did get made, but they, t- they turned the li- One day at primary school, they turned the lights off and put that movie on and it was fucking I thought that story was going so different <laughs> after, after what I just said yeah, I thought that story was going story. somewhere completely different well I had plenty of wanks in school no I didn't have, <laughs> didn't have a single one yeah the Pinocchio 2000 was odd Dumbo I going back to it I thought Dumbo in this film I thought Dumbo looked horrendous he didn't look cute he looked I think <sighs> Dumbo at times looked cute and at other times looked quite horrifying yeah but there's that one scene where he walks into uh, Michael Keaton's big circus place the first time, and it's the, the pink big, elephant. It's a big bubble pink elephant yeah. stuff. I thought that scene was quite beautiful, and then with the reflection in the eye and stuff, I thought, "Wow, this is quite nice." And there's one other scene had think, a few moments. I'll, I'll, look, but, I'll visually, I will concede it had a few. But the reason that moments. film looks bad is because, and we can maybe touch upon this person in a, another. Uh, episode because they could deserve their own episode is Tim Burton's new visual style yeah. in his movies is fucking horrendous it's real fucking horrendous I, and I this much movie... preferred sorry I much preferred when he was sticking to the like I much preferred when he stuck to Batman and Nightmare Before Christmas could have taken place in the same universe yeah and I was fine with that what do you call it um, Edward Scissorhands like, oh, yep. and because uh, they all fish. at least had this Tim Burton very clear aesthetic yeah and it's fine and yeah, maybe it gets a bit samey, but at least you knew it was Tim Burton's. Whereas it this felt like, new one is it just felt like the fifth, like a fifties aesthetic being mixed with a futuristic kind of style, and it was kind of like, with this Tim Burton signature. Yeah, everything's curly together. and black and white stripes but, everywhere. But now he's gone the Peter Jackson way of just ugly green screen CGI. CGI like like one of the first shots in that movie when it like comes to the Medici Circus and it's like panning over what I'm convinced. I don't know if either you two noticed it. Just looked like a penis. It just looked like there was a wee spinning thing. It just looked like a penis. I was like, that's a fucking dick right there. <laughs> but it, it pans over and it's supposed to be like a sunset or something. And I'm like, 
this looks fucking awful. Yeah. I was like, oh, a lot of it about. The other problem that I really had with the, with the with Dumbo was as of the original film, all the talking animals give you something to care about with the animals, and the animals are what you care about. Kind of goes back into what we were saying. You don't care about anything in Dumbo because the, the the characters that can speak and that you're meant to resonate with are shit. So then you get left with the animals, which look horrible in this remake and don't talk. So you can't really ever feel for them. So they 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 lack they miss that key part of it. At no point really did I give a shit about Dumbo that whole film. I mean, sorry, no, I did when that the the classic scene of the mum gets put into the cage and she reaches out with the trunk and yeah. he's there and the song the nice song's playing that bit Danny Elfman's score was, was good. good that bit was good and but then that's a carbon copy of what happens in the original and then after that nope I mean for me I, I didn't come anywhere close to hating this film the way you did for, for me I just think Dumbo was a nothing film I watched it I was shit bored during it I was just mm-hmm. like fuck let this be over I want to get out of here <laughs> And then it finished, and I just never thought about it again until like we would chat about it. But for me, yeah. I'm just like, that was a nothing movie, and I have no emotional reaction. And I, th- I think that, that might be it for me. I think I, I'm a huge Disney file, and I loved Dumbo as a kid. I'm like, little baby, used to watch Dumbo with my mum. And seeing it, seeing this horrible Frankenstein's, like, yeah, just so many good memories tarnished <laughs> i mean this is a topic that we'll probably do in a separate podcast but for me these live action disney films are just a waste of fucking time they make yeah. money so it's not so, so nah, it's good we... for disney but for us i'm like i don't i don't care i don't want it i don't like even lion king i'm just like oh sure i'll go see it because lion king the original is maybe has a place in my heart like dumbo had for you in your yeah. heart but it's like i don't no one's asking for it is anyone going like give us a fucking quote-unquote live-action Lion King. No, no yeah. one's ever said that. No one wants it. With John Oliver Everyone just wants a live-action The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Oh, live-action The Rescuers. That would be good as well. Do you yeah. know what? I want a live-action Atlantis movie. <gasps> live-action Duck... Live-action Tailspin! Remember uh, Tailspin? No. No. I thought you might. I didn't think you'd ever have heard of it. No. Tailspin was... All right, so DuckTales, the movie came out. Mighty, yeah. Mighty Ducks, DuckTales, whatever. And then they made DuckTales, the cartoon, which was the... Donald Duck family going on adventures. Nothing to do with the film, but they used the name and the branding and then whatever. It was weird. Weird time in Disney history. Every Tales time's a weird time in Disney history. Was what DuckTales did to the Mighty Ducks film. So it took the Jungle Book characters, Baloo, Shere Khan, and King Louie, yeah. and they got into industrial cargo. And they wore clothes, and they flew planes about, and they went on zany adventures. And Shere Khan was like the dickhead business manager king louis was the i want to say the barman and baloo was a pilot and it made no sense and i don't understand it but i'd be i'd fucking watch a live action tailspin that sounds you just want to see like a bear pilot on an airplane yeah yeah i'm I'm down for that voiced by bill murray yeah i mean if if you want to see a pig pilot an airplane you could watch him miyazaki's poker roscoe Pocoroso. That's a fucking movie. That is a fucking movie. Right, next film on the list before we before we start talking about Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? Studio Ghibli? Studio Ghibli, I usually say. I never knew. Yeah. So next on the docket, we've 
done those two. Next, what do you want to do? We've got us, we've got Pet Cemetery, and we've got what well, you want to talk about. Let's do Brothers and Sister, because then we can save the two horror-esque ones yeah, so, uh, for the end. So the Sisters Brothers. Uh, brothers, Sisters. Sure. Uh, <laughs> mothers, Fathers. Joaquin Phoenix, Papa, John C. Uncle. Riley, Jake Hill, and Halle, and uh, Reza Meat. Mm-hmm. Um, dark comedy. Dark, yeah, dark comedy. Uh, for this one, do you want to give us a... Sp- I mean, I feel like Shazam was massive. We did an episode Dumbo. Everyone knows yeah. Dumbo. Give us a little story. So we synopsis for the, the Sisters Brothers is you've got two brothers called the Sisters Brothers, played by John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. They're kind of like uh, hired guns. They work for this guy called the Commissioner? Uh, I can't remember his Commodore. Name. The Commodore. They work, they work for this guy called the Commodore. Good name. And Good uh, title. If you're going to have a title, I'd take Commodore. Yeah. Commodore Copeland. They, send, they're, they usually get sent out to... Kill people and retrieve stuff for. Blah, and presumably blah. their names are Ben Sister. They're the they're the sister brothers. Sisters brothers. It's Charles and Eli yes. sisters. Yeah, cool. And That's why I wanted to clear that up. Opening scene is gorgeous. I just want to drop that in. It's fucking gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, they're given the mission of locating uh, Riz Ahmed's character, who's created this chemical that when you pour it in the water, it illuminates all of the gold in it, and then you don't have to like shimmy for it you can just yep. pick it right out of the water set in wild west gold yeah, mining so it times it's a uh, cowboy kind of gold uh, rush times yeah. and uh jake so 1850s 1840s uh, yeah 18, 49ers yeah yeah cool and uh jake gyllenhaal meets Riz Ahmed, and at first he's supposed to be working for the commodore and he's supposed to just make sure that this guy sticks around so the sister brothers can collect him but then he hears about his plan and he decides to shaft the sister brothers work the Riz Ahmed, go off to San Francisco and start thinking gold mm-hmm. and shootouts and hijinks and So it's it's a gore. it's a modern day Wild West film, I guess. Yeah. It's pretty from what what you've just described sounds like yeah. a Wild West standard film. Yeah. Cool. Uh, With a kind the of new performances age are fucking on point as you'd expect from those actors. Really interesting characters that go to some really did I say Whacking Phoenix? I feel you like did. I haven't seen Yes, you did. I don't see Riley and Whacking Phoenix. My mind's not all there. Uh, we know. Uh, yeah. Whacking Phoenix, of course. A bit like Whacking Phoenix's character in the Sisters <sighs> like, Brothers. Yeah. Do you know what's the incredible thing about this <laughs> film, though? Is it has Whacking Phoenix, who you, you always know he's going to give something. Yeah. That's just crazy to watch. Riz Ahmed, who just continues to be an actor who grows and is always gives something good. And Jake Yellen Halle, who's my favourite actor. So I'm like, boom, yes. But John C. Re- John C. Riley, Jake Gyllenhaal. It is Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, cool. But it's just pronounced Gyllenhaal. Why is it pronounced Gyllenhaal? Because Gavin's pretentious. Because it's this is like your smaug it's, thing. It's Nordic, so it's, it's in uh, in that whatever country it hails from. It's pronounced Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't pronounce it that way. Well, that's because he joined Hollywood. But I respect my boy Gyllenhaal. Bigs up to my boy. You know how you could respect him more what? by pronouncing his name correctly. I mean, that's how you pronounce his name. As I, my favorite actor is Chris P. Rat. That's how I pronounce Chris Pratt's name. Yeah, Chris but that's not how his name is P. pronounced. No, it is. That's how. Respect for my boy Chris P. Rat. You know See, how much well, of a if I just I edit like? out all the spaces, so it just no, don't edit out the spaces. It doesn't work. It doesn't, my point's ruined. Crispy rat. <laughs> oh, my friend, crispy rat. Yeah, from now on, you're just gonna refer to Chris Pratt as crispy rat. Crispy, crispy rat. rat. But you see how much of a dick I sound oh, like. Oh, shut up. Anyway, it's in the entire film. 
It's fucking John C. Riley who fucking steals the show. Oh, really? Um, yeah, fucking, that's cool. That, fucking brings it. That's actually, I I might have to go see it now because I was kind of well, uh, wasn't fast. But there is, hearing the there John is a, C. Riley, there is some like so yeah. But no, sorry, sorry. Just let me finish that. Just the fact that John C. Riley steals the show with with his co-star Wacom Phoenix, yeah, who normally is the under underdog. You know what I mean? The unbuild. Yeah, sh- like amazing actor. I'm surprised he's not. Has he had a? He's, Wacom Phoenix got an Oscar nominated, not one. Cool. Because yeah, well, I think Wacom Phoenix is high rated for me. So John C. Riley out, not out acting, but just a, just when it comes to the scenes, he's yeah. the one that because the film puts a, a fair bit of focus on him, and he that's because that character and him deserve that focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you're right. This this episode wasn't about films that we really like. It was about meth films that all seem to be out. At yes, the because the problem with that film is it's paced real poorly. Mm-hmm. So there was like this should be a film that I should just fucking eat up because it's just dialogue. On paper, and, it's everything you yeah want, but. I think Audio Boy put it perfectly when we left that film, which is this doesn't need to be a film. This could be a stage play. Right. Because it's like, it's here's a walking scene of like nice shots of vistas and them on horses, and then we cut to dialogue. And there's just a bunch of dialogue, and then cut to traveling scene, and then right. dialogue. And it's just like, this didn't Quick need to be a film. Question. Also, it didn't need to be two hours, two hours and ten minutes. Oof. I do not recall. I can look it up. It was over two hours. I felt, and it was like did not need to be. Just as a quick one, do you know? Have you is it? Have you looked into this? I know you like doing your research, audio boy. Did you look into whether or not this was a? S- it was a book. Was I was going to say? Was it a was yeah, it a was book a, or a screenplay? A book originally, that, uh, that John C. Riley was a lover of, and he's been right. trying to get produced for a long time. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, it pacing wise, this film two hours and two minutes. Two hours, two minutes. It feels like it's over two and a half hours because yeah. of the pacing. It really drags in places, and there's points I was sitting there just like, like this is even for me. This is getting a bit rough. Yeah. And there were a f- like a fair few people that walked out because they were just like, yeah, this is too much now. Really? They were expecting cowboy action yeah. type movie. The trailer kind of gives it off, and instead they just got a play. Yeah, as a lot of people. It really would have worked really well as a play, I think. And, uh sometimes the dialogue can get a bit cyclical. Spread for the conversations between Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley, where it's just like, it's two brothers having the same conversation that they just had three scenes ago about yeah. how like John C. Riley's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Joaquin Phoenix like, what are you talking about? We're really good at this. This is awesome, and then brother. There's an action scene and some hijinks with Reza Mead and Jake Gyllenhaal. And then... It cuts back to them, and he's Ron C. Riley's like, "Yeah, I think I'm done with this." I was like, "Oh, come on, we just guys. Like, I know you're in a different location. Mm. We've been through this scene. It's like, I was saying, like, you cut that film down to like an hour forty-five. Yeah, tighten it up. Good, keep those good action scenes. Really trim down the la- like third act because there's maybe three endings to that film. Mm. It's like you get to an ending, like, okay, we're wrapping up, and it goes again. You're just like, Jesus, ending. come Ugh. on! And when it finally gets to the end. You're like, is this the end? And then it ends. You're like, okay, that was the end. Like, oof. I remember Baby Driver did that. Baby Driver had like a fourth act. Did it? Well, yeah. I, I've only seen Baby Driver once. Or, or once he goes to prison. Yeah, and then he comes back out. So it, yeah, pretty like it kind of had this weird fourth act, second end, which was completely unnecessary. Where the whole thing goes on. John Ham. Spoilers. Aha. John Ham gets killed. Baby Driver goes to prison, and it could have, fi- you know, should have finished there. With him going to prison with the, you know, 
it's pretty clear that he did what he had to do and it wasn't really his fault when John Hamm's a fucking murder, whatever. And then it gave you an extra like 15 minutes of him coming out of prison and like, and learning his lesson. You guys, that scene that you're talking about, it's a scene because it's only four minutes. Felt like it's about four minutes. minutes. How many so. times did you see Baby Driver in the cinema, Audio Boy? Five. Hey, <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved Baby Driver. I loved it. Got it sitting right here. No, dude, loved that loved film. It. I just thought the end. I th- that the weird ending was the only you bit of it. I should have ended when he was like with her on the bridge. I just don't think it needed that. F- the fourth, yeah, pretty much like this weird fourth act that kicks in yeah. right at the end. That's th- honestly up to that point. I love that film. I just remember sitting there and thinking. Uh, why, why is it continuing? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I saw that film once and I was like, well, that wasn't good. Oh, that's a surprise. It's uh, <laughs> Edgar Wright's weakest film because he doesn't have the collaboration of Simon Pegg's writing. Edgar Wright's a director, he's not a writer. That's what that film taught me. I Just, just for the listeners as well, this episode of Let's Talk About Meh Films, you may have noticed, other than Dumbo, and you'll find this out going into the next two, I actually enjoyed most of the films we're about to talk about. It was Gavin's idea well, to talk well, about Well, so far, films. so far, I haven't seen Shazam, and I won't. Uh, Dumbo for me was, it's nothing. <laughs> you really They're all pretty meh for me. And for honest. me, the Sister Brothers had so... Out of all of them, Sister Brothers is the best, I think. Yeah. And is the one, if you had... Well, yeah, if you had to go see one, I would push for that, just because those actors and their performances deserve to be seen. Nothing else on this list is close to the Sister Brothers. For Which me. brings us... Baby Driver. Cheeky sixth film. I just wanted to throw in films that have too many endings. Last Jedi, five endings. <laughs> it's like uh, also like that had Lord, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh Tale of Two Kings. I feel like Return of the King Return of the King. It earned it. Did the it? Last Jedi with its five act, two hour forty minute runtime didn't earn five endings. It's just like <laughs> So Yes, yeah, Sister Brothers You you uh, enjoyed it enough. Go in like don't even bother with the trailers because they're the trailers are a lie. Going with lowered expectations, understanding this is a very very slow film, and you think you'll be fine with it. This trailer thing is going to come up specifically for the next two as well, um, because yeah. that brings us to the next two films, which we're going to lump together. The l- horror section, gonna, yeah, going to lump them together slash not lump them together. So, us and Pet Cemetery. Now, the first thing I want to say about both of these, you you didn't enjoy either of them particularly. I enjoyed the first act of us. Yeah. And then that film just really fell apart for me. So I enjoyed us. I enjoyed us way more than I enjoyed Pet Cemetery. I thought Pet Cemetery was a good film. Not groundbreaking, not horror of the ages, but I watched it. I enjoyed it. At no point did I think, oh God, this is dragging a bit. You know what I mean? It is you're right. I I mean I'm in the place with Pet Cemetery where I think you might be with Dumbo, maybe slightly more enjoyable. I think I enjoyed Pet Cemetery more than you feel, but I am very much I've seen Pet Cemetery. I'm not gonna be watching that film again for Maybe ever. Yeah. It will, it will why, wash away. Why would you ever want, need to see that film again? Totally. Um, us, I could probably rewatch that at some point. Us, I would like to give a rewatch just just to pick up on some of the little hidden Easter yeah. egg things. But. but this is where I think these two films have been like trashed on. And this is going back to what we spoke about right at the beginning of this episode and what you just mentioned with the, the trailers. I think, and it's a problem with horror films, us and Pet Cemetery both they're both diminished because of their trailers. So, and what I mean by that is us, you watch the trailer, super creepy, super, the the, the audio direction in the trailer yeah, the music, is music, the sound design, the, just the, the imagery that's on show. Imagery. Everything about the trailer gives this really, 
really creepy, really dread, really tense feeling. Tense. Like, gonna grip you and just like hurt you. Yeah, and it's an awesome trailer. It's oh, a yeah. great trailer. I've gone back to watch that trailer after seeing the film because the trailer's so fucking just on. But it portrays the film in a light that the film isn't, isn't. at all. And Pet Cemetery does the exact same thing. Pet Cemetery paints a film that is five times scarier than like what it did. And it the clown did this as well, actually. It did the exact same thing where it painted a film that was peak horror. Yeah. And then they came out and the thing with Pet Cemetery, it and us, all three of them, they, I wouldn't really class any of those as horror films. I can say that for out of it, Pet Cemetery and us, the scariest one was it because it had some actual decent scares. Pet, well, for us, that film is not scary. There are no scares in that film. Mm-hmm. It's creepy at times, like when the family first show up yeah. and they're sitting across from each other. It's a bit creepy. And then Pet Cemetery is sleep inducing. It is shockingly shockingly boring i sat there just waiting for anything to happen and nothing happens in that film and all See, the scares i'm just like here's about to be a scare yeah there's the scare the, the scares are 100 percent. They're, they're what's the word i'm looking for they are transcribed nope translucent no pre the please leave this in <laughs> what's the what are you trying to describe the you knew they were coming yeah, you knew they were coming. Transparent. Preempted. God, we're so close. <laughs> there. It's a buffalo Telegraphed. Bell. Yeah, telegraphed. telegraphed. I knew it was a T word. I they like are, a self-help group. They though. are telegraphed. <laughs> help, Just help tell Gary us what you're thinking, Gary. Words. Come on, get it out. We can do this together. <laughs> um, yeah, they're so telegraphed. I will admit, uh, most of the jumps are just, yep, come on, here, here it comes. Um, and also does some of the ones where it's just like, nothing's happening. Bang! You're just like, well, yeah. that wasn't, and that was just a door closing. I don't just like that's not, a, that's just Doesn't cheap count. and pathetic. Um, sorry if that was loud, by the way. That's okay. fine. But yeah, they are telegraphed. But again, I I think that film would work more as a as a creeping dread thriller rather than everyone going into it waiting for it to be the scariest thing on the planet. Because I it's, mean, I went into it going like, oh, this is going to be just a pretty cheap, easy like. Yeah. What it was, but every so often. But for me, what was so disappointing was you take the scene where he first goes into the woods with the dead cat and John Lithgow's character. But by the way, I want to circle back to John Lithgow's character at one point and talk about him. But think of the potential of what you can do with that scene. Yeah. And here's what the film does. They walk in the woods. He hears a creaking noise. They then get to the location they need to be, bury the cat. Scene over. Yeah. It's like... What was the fuck? I, just like, I yeah that that was that was the the main that was in fact probably the one scene that I actively went yeah this is this is going on a long time nothing's happening and then the forest after they get over the the death dam death mountain yeah, whatever like, it's called like don't go past that because that's the like, woods then become this almost looks like a, a it looked like a set it, after yeah, that it looked like they were on a sound stage yeah which which was and bizarre. for some reason you ever seen that Tom Cruise movie Legend. It's, no, it's like it's a really. I think it came out early eighties, maybe. And I was just like, when they they're walking through the swampy bit, I'm just like, this looks like a fucking set on a soundstage from the fucking early eighties. And maybe that's the set that they're going with because yeah. of the original, which came out eighty nine, I think. But then none of the rest but of the film looks yeah, like that. So why would they? Because when they get to the location where they bury the cat, I'm like, 
this looks fucking. Te- this looks like it's from a TV movie. Like- I yeah. That again. All that that one section. Even that bit. Considering that was meant to be the the place that is bringing things yeah. back from the dead was just a selection of rocks and sand. Yeah. And I mean, even like Great. at one point, John Lithgow, who was the character I knew he was going to be, which is old man who gives exposition of why things are happening mm. and how they're happening, is at one point he's in the book and he's like, "Here's a Wendigo," and I'm like, "Oh, we're gonna have a fucking Wendigo." So that's gonna be. And real the picture cr- of that Wendigo was creepy as shit. Yeah, and I'm like, I have a question: What is a Wendigo? Wendigo is a Canadian folk tale of people that get lost in the woods. Usually miners. Usually miners. They resort to cannibalism, and then miners being children. No, like, well, actual like, like okay, mine, miners, miner, 49er. Um and they resort to cannibalism to survive. But then, them resorting to cannibalism turns them into supernatural beasts with yes. speed, strength, and a taste for human flesh. Uh, so, is this a sequel to the Sisters Brothers then? <laughs> what for all the miners and the Sisters Brothers? <laughs> oh, okay, but they're mining no. gold, so they never go below ground. They're safe. Okay, fair. fair. But yeah, it was like when when he's like shows. Lessons oh. of Mythology with Gary Copeland. Y'all cut up, y'all good? Yes. Like, uh, yeah, you, you show me a Wendigo in a book, I'm like, bring on the fucking Wendigo. I want to, mm. like, I was, I'm already going to rework this movie. Imagine the ending where instead of what the ending was, because we don't want to spoil it for people. But it's, it, the whole episode is a spoiler, so. Sure. It, it's real fucking dumb, that ending. It's so boring. So boring. I like I, but I, I like the like, fact it was such a bleak ending. But imagine it's like fucking... Jason Clark, the wife and the wee boy in the house, and it's a fucking Wendigo monster thing fucking terrorizing them. Yeah, chasing, the summer, tearing at the door. Instead, the it's Wendigo a fucking Wendigo. drunk eight-year-old with a knife, and it's just hilariously not scary. <laughs> and it's so annoying because I, I see. I, I think I'm doing that thing now where I'm thinking about it and I'm starting to talk myself out of how much I enjoyed the film because I really off. liked. The I liked the eight year old girl when she was she kept she gets brought back from the dead. Yeah. Dad's washing her hair and he's she's got the autopsy stitches. Oh, I liked that though. I thought that was I'm just, re- sorry. I'm just remembering that scene and how much I was trying not to laugh because her acting as dead evil girl was hilariously bad. I was just like Over. What's wrong, Daddy? It's just like, really? <laughs> this is what you're going with? Oh, um, but yeah, I, I I like the imagery of I like the idea of she's got a bunch of autopsy stitches and the dad realizes it's kind of reaffirming the dad what he's done. Then he dresses her in her pajamas, puts her to bed. The bed then- scene is one of the funniest scenes in that movie. Where she's just lying there and it's like Where's mommy? He's like, oh yeah, mommy can't be here. Like, does she not like me anymore? And it's like, oh, this is so bad. It's you're like, you're making this sound funnier than it is. It is hilariously bad. I, don't I was know. I was sitting I didn't in the think cinema, so. I, and with the situation I was in, I didn't want to laugh, but I was really holding back from just having a good old chuckle because it was so funny how bad. I, it was. I thought it was alright. There I was think... a couple. There was a couple like two rows behind me, and the, the woman was fucking howling with laughter she's like she had no faith in the scariness of this little girl and when it's that scene where the little girl's kill, killing the mother yeah I was, it was so funny how bad it was i was just like see i disagree i i thought it was fine it, it's it's not gonna again not gonna write the rehit the, the but i thought it was fine i genuinely had a few genuinely creepy moments the little girl's eight years old and 
what show me an eight year old that actually can fucking hold <laughs> hold a film together, hold a you know what I mean a character of any nothing against the actress. She does a rest. It's just like the way they shit like that yeah. fight scene at the end between the daughter and the well, dad. So, yeah, sorry, that gets me back to my point. So he puts her into the pajamas and then he goes to bed and then he wakes up to like noise coming from the living room, goes downstairs, and then again, really good creeping dread of him going downstairs and the girl's wearing the the clothes she was buried in again. And she's doing the, the and ballet she's doing dance. the ballet dance, but it's kind of all fucked up. And he's like, "Why are you wearing the dress again?" And then it gets stupid because she decides to turn into Chucky. Yeah. Like, um, and yeah, it's yeah. Best that that's, yeah, maybe, maybe. that fight scene at the end in the, in the cemetery where she like jumps on his back and he's like trying to shake it. It off. was very Chucky, right? It, yeah, it very was, Chucky. It was Little, just, little murder doll with the knife as well. Yeah. yeah. The more I think about this, the more and that ending stupid it gets. was really bad. But well, it's just like I like the ending. I like the ending purely because it was dark, and no, no film ever has the balls to do a fucking dark ending. True. Um, One of my favorite ever favorite ever endings is still uh, the, the mist. mist. Yeah, you know where we at, boy. It's super dark. Oh, so good. Do you know they changed the mist ending as well? You know, yeah, yeah. because this book wasn't dark enough. <laughs> So so they, went full. they were like, "Hey, Stephen King, we've done it. We've we've made this even worse." And Stephen King was like, "Guys, that's fucked." But I but do it. I love it. I mean, if you want to improve uh, a Stephen King adaption, just pretty much change shit because whatever he did was usually shit. Yeah, he's his short stories are much better than his. Yeah, like have I ever talked about the jaunt that sci-fi? So he wrote a short story nope. which gives me the real heebies. Uh, really quickly on this one as well. Basically. Humans have figured out interplanetary travel by using teleportation. The teleportation is basically portals. You make a portal here, you make a portal there, you can put your hand through, appears on that side. But, um, it's like a Stargate. That's a Stargate, basically. But they have to put humans to sleep, like a chemical sleep, with, without dreams, specifically. Little boy's asking the dad why. Through exposition and, and backstory, you find out that basically going through a portal awake your body gets through in 0.0003 of a second, but your brain gets trapped in an eternal limbo. So if you go through it, you you come out within seconds, but your brain comes out after a millennia. And just the way he builds it up and the way he writes the story, if teleportation ever becomes real, get fucked, Gary C. Ain't you? <laughs> Call it, saying it now. So you... You wouldn't choose flight as your repair, and you wouldn't choose uh, to use portals. So you're just like stuck with public transport for the rest of your life. I'd rather that. Have we talked? Yeah, because I don't want to be teleportation. Star Trek. Yeah, they're dying. Yeah, every time they get beamed. Yep. Fun, fun fact, and I'm not going to do it because you know I know you don't want me to, but they've explored that in episodes. Yeah, they're clones. That's all I'll say. They're clones. They're dead. Thank you. Teleportation's bad. Portals. Don't want my mind getting trapped in, in in limbo. Not doing a portal. I take flight as a superpower, but I still think you'd have to expense. It would need to be more than sprinting, like the energy level. And I can barely they sprint explore that like in forty Shazam. seconds. Do they? Yeah. It's like, how do I fly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. he can just do it effortlessly. Yeah. I'm talking about if I'm I sure if you flight, have that power, you do it effortlessly. Is it like there's two mm. scenes of him like struggling, walking. and then a scene where, and then after that, he's just fine with it? Nah. It, they, he picks it up way later on. Actually, they 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 scrap it. They're like, ah, oh, you can't fly, mate. And then he gets it. No, I I I disagree. I think if you get the power of flight, the reason Shazam can do it is because he also has super strength. But if if I gave you flight right now, without you, super strength, okay, without I super see. strength, you I would see. need to think about it. Natural progression: walk, jog, run, sprint, fly. So it's going to be more energy. 
you, all three of us could fly for about 30 seconds, then come to the ground and be like, that was horrible. I'm never doing that again. I'm not even, not even 30 seconds. <laughs> You're selling yourself short. Four seconds at the most. Right. Us. Final film. Final film. But yeah, just say it. Don't go see Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, it's, if you're looking for a, a real horror, if you're gonna go see it, go see it. But be do not think of the trailers as as a, as a representative of the film whatsoever. If you do want, if you want to see a scary film out of Us and Pet Cemetery, Us is the one to go see. Us is the one. To go Pet Cemetery is nothing. So and that brings us to us. So us, like I said, trailers have done it. Have done it dirty. Film I enjoyed. I, you know, I did enjoy it. I think the the message it was it was trying to put out there was a decent message. I think, yeah, I wish it had been scarier, and that's a problem that seems to just be plaguing horror films at the moment. Yeah, where they're, where they're trying to toe the line of a, a, a film isn't scary if it just makes you jump every thirty seconds because then it's just yeah. Like for me, the films that just make you jump aren't scary and aren't horror. I want a film that like gets into my head and like i'm just like it's weird to explain but it like it just messes me in a weird way where you're just yeah. like you're thinking about it like like the end of a, a real good black mirror episode where just like the thought like the the christmas episode with uh john ham like the end of that episode yeah really just fucking got into my head and really just kind of made me uneasy for quite a long time which, which end so the one where um <laughs> Like it's really a prison thing, and he's going to be trapped in this. Yeah, it's, that's why I mean. not the not the John Ham being greyed out from everyone's existence. The yeah, because that's the ending. That's the ending. Like the, the so guy the, being Rafe Spall's Rafe Spall's like, trapped in. Yeah, when they're like, "See you later, we're off just for like Christmas." But not even Rafe Spall. Rafe Spall's copy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck and just that. like the thought fuck of it, that. just for millennia, just really just got into my head and fucked me. That's what I want a good horror movie to do, and I haven't had that since maybe like. The Witch or The Babadook, maybe? Didn't get The Babadook. I haven't seen The Witch. Babadook. Didn't get it. I watched Babadook. And I, the Babadook I is felt like a story about uh, depression and a woman's fight to get through that while also caring for her son. See, this While is, being encompassed in a horror movie. This is what I'm talking about. So I got that I was meant to be learning, not learning, but... I got that there was something bigger happening in the Babadook. Yeah. But I didn't feel it was explained well enough. And then I spent the whole film confused with that kind of, oh, what am I not getting? Why am I Why am I not understanding this? Which why then I Gary think, so simple? Yeah, pretty much. Pre- pretty much. And then, and then why... And then I couldn't enjoy the film fully because I wasn't watching it like a horror film. I was watching it like a horror film, but also annoyed that I was missing something. And then... Ugh. Well, films like that, I watch them like they're a jigsaw and I'm slowly just assembling the jigsaw. And then I, by the end of it, I've hopefully completed it and see the full. That's picture. what I need on the on the poster. I need <laughs> watch this film. Don't need to think about it. Watch this film like Jigsaw. Yeah, but not like the Jigsaw from Saw. And then watch this film twice. You'll get some stuff you missed the first time. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Actually, three films, three types. But with us, it's not scary. It's creepy in the beginning. But it's not a horror film; it's a dark comedy. And yeah. for me, well, I, I would s- say it's I would say it's a dark thriller with comedic element. I wouldn't even I wouldn't go as far to call it a comedy straight up. I would, yeah, I would call it a comedy straight would up. You? Yeah, because that film is much like Get Out. Get Out 
it was primarily in its third act that it became a serious problem, but it was just a problem throughout us, where I was just like, I didn't really sign up for a comedy film. I was kind of looking forward to which again is on me, because I went in with and my... And the trailer. Ex- and the trailer, because I went in with my expectations of like, yeah, go this. And like, before the film started, I said to Audio Boy, I was like, this audience is a bit lively, because they were still talking and all that, yeah, like, yeah, good yeah. murmur, and I'm like, this, this is a bit lively, and then inside my head, I'm like, excellent, because I'm thinking like, this crowd's going to fucking lose their shit if this is scary. Yeah. And I was ready for it. I was waiting for it. And all I heard through the entire film was just laughing and giggling. It's like, not what I wanted. Yeah. And I'm sick now of people touting Jordan Peele as the man who has brought horror back. Because so far, hasn't made a horror film. And th- this is what could now be considered the bringing back or to be a horror film. I'm like, that's not good. Real no good because then we've got two categories. We've got your shitty low budget Bloomhouse jump scary. There's a large bang thing, or you've got these weird comedy thriller hybrid things that are masking themselves as horrors. And I don't want either. Yeah, I want movies like The Witch or It Follows or The Babadook or etc. Artsy fartsy horrors. No, I mean they're good though. <laughs> like you admit witch, it. The witch. Admit the it. witch is a fucking. Go watch the witch. That's how it's what, on Netflix right now, right? It's just neither Netflix, Amazon Prime. I don't know. I might give that a watch. The witch is a horror film. Go check that out. Yeah, I but need it's not to. your conventional horror film. It's okay. a horror film. Fuck sweet mind. Which is good. What you want it's from the mind attacking and talking instead of just being like. And this is the monster opens book. It was born in the 1900s, and I'm just like, oh goody, here comes old man explaining the plot now. I just need a, I just need more of the thing. What? Just the thing. That's yeah. Horror. Yeah, but you won't get that these days because the general audience won't sit and just watch a fucking slow-paced, beautifully shot, mind-fuck psychological horror. Mm. God, that film's perfect. Horrors in it. Yeah, we're in a we're in a weird place with horror. We were in an interesting place for a while where there was like a like horror was bouncing back and it wasn't just being your your paranormal activities and that kind of shit. And there was a small little, like, two-year window where a lot of those films kind of came out uh, and each one was just hitting and they had something to say and they were exciting. And then we kind of drifted away from that again and we started to get, again, more of the... Well, we got two. We got your shitty jump scares and then we started to get remakes of classics, like Mm. Halloween, for example. Halloween came out and it starts off real fucking strong. And I was sitting in the cinema so excited because I loved the original. And then in that, the end of the second act and then whole of the third act, the film just fucking falls apart. And it just loses what it is and mm. just goes off the fucking rails into nonsense. Have Here's an interesting one. Have you seen, you watched Love, Death and Robots yet? I know you've watched bits of Most Audio of Boy. It. You watched any of it? No. Nah, only that one episode that you put on when you were over the flat. Have you seen the Aquila Rift, Beyond the Aquila Rift episode? That is probably really one of the best bits of horror I've seen in a good long while, actually, now that I'm thinking about is it. Is that the one where they're going to travel, and then there's like an issue? And then they, and the they think they're up. off course, and then the woman's there, and he's like, oh, what are yeah, you doing here? I've seen that one. That's a fucking good piece of horror. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Because it was very much like you were describing with that Black Mirror thing of like, you feel real <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That I was really uneasy watching that. And it's it's, and here's the thing though. You're right. I was really uneasy. I was kind of like, oh Jesus, this is horrible. It's creepy as fuck. It was what 12, 14 minutes. Yeah, like sometimes the I thought sh- it was like sixteen. 
It's it might be one of the longer one. ones. Yeah. But it's it, my point being, it, it's not a it's not a film. It's a short film, and <clears throat> I think horror's struggling at the moment with 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 keeping a hour and a half, two hour runtime because because if it's just a bunch of jump scares, that gets boring. And and if it's not a bunch of jump scares, it needs to be something full of substance. And if it's it's just a, just a lot of them aren't. Yeah. It's where's all the substance? Where is it? I don't have it. That's what I look for. I look for the substance. I feel a lot of it. I mean... Yeah. Need a mist. Need the thing. It... I, when it came out, I was never... I even... I like When the remake was coming out, I honestly... Everyone was talking about it like it was going to be the the new breakthrough horror film. It's going to be the scariest thing that's ever come out. And I think people forget that the original It is... It's not that scary. It's a bad TV movie. Well, it's a bad TV movie, but no. But even the, even the book, it's not really... It was never about being terrifying. It is effectively stand by me with a supernatural horror element. It's a, it's a story about a bunch of kids learning themselves, learning their sexuality, and, and and going through puberty. Basically, it is stand by me with a supernatural element. I mean, this the new it was Stranger Things meets horror. Yeah, exactly. which is what at the time it's what everyone loved, and I yeah. I enjoyed that film at the time. I mean, I haven't gone back to see it again since, but. I remember enjoying it. I thought it was good. I I enjoyed it. I just uh, I just didn't find it scary in the slightest. Really, I found like, had a few I, jumps, had a few yeah, creepy I found, bits. Like, some of the imagery a bit creepy, but it was scary. In fact, yeah. you know what was the last good uh, film that did actually give me a bit of a scare was uh, that film that came out last year, uh, Ghost Stories. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. British made one. The first we talked about it previously though until it yeah, was all Black Mirror. Yeah, the the first one, like the first story and mm. that when the guy's in the abandoned kind of yeah. warehouse thing that's pretty scary yeah but that was like the last kind of alright horror film that I saw so let's wrap this one up with a with a very quick and simple question with this slew of meh films as you be calling them I haven't been calling them that what <laughs> what film are you excited for that's going to break the the string oh break I the pattern don't no, you've put me on the spot. So I'm gonna my th- what are, coming up. We got <laughs> yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. That's it. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. Well, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got the Missing Link, which is Lakers' uh, stop motion animation kind of family film. Sure, um, I'm looking forward to it. Laker always yeah, puts out good stuff. Uh, Hellboy is coming out oh. with the guy from Stranger Things. Funnily enough, David Harbor. David Harbor. That trailer doesn't give me confidence <laughs> and then i think the next big one after those two avengers is avengers is avengers endgame yeah i mean that's like i just i just want to get to that also i have my rota now so we can start booking tickets yeah yeah um yeah that, i think to be honest that's pretty much i mean i think at this point everything's just moving out the way there's a lot coming out next month loads coming out next month which we can talk about in another episode let's not get into that actually <laughs> Like, why would I? Um, yeah, should we wrap? I mean... You got any, any last words? Right now, when it comes to the cinema, it's just a bit... I mean, even on, like, streaming services, because you already know my thoughts on the films that... You already know my thoughts on the films that come to Netflix. So I'm just like, I'm just struggling to find something right now that's capt- like capturing me and having yeah. to get me excited. Because, like, I watched that exclusive The Highwayman with Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. It's all right. It doesn't deserve to be that long. Watch Love, Death and Robots. It's like a TV audio boy seems to want that. What if, uh, I'm going to throw this out here, 
maybe you guys have seen too many really, really incredible movies that you've become spoiled on them. Oh, yeah. And now just anything that doesn't meet those incredibly high expectations of what a good film is just comes across as really meh. Whereas, like, we're saying, like... I don't know why you're looking at me here. This is definitely I, I don't know. aimed directly at Gavin. But then I could... I could uh, it definitely seems more so like I could Gavin. Put <laughs> up, I, could, I could put up a mirror and bounce that laser off into other mediums of entertainment, which is the people that read a book every week. They're going to get to the point where books just get a bit meh for them. Or the people that play every single video game, when they've played The Division 2, they're like, well, I just played Destiny and... Uh, what was the E ones again? Um, Anthem and all that stuff. Like, I've played all this stuff now and it's just a bit meh. It's like, it's going to happen with the movies as well. I watch a lot of fucking movies. I've seen a lot of fucking movies. And right now, it's like, it's one in ten excites me. So then why bother to go see something like Pet Because I have a movie podcast and a blog where I write about movies. So it kind of helps that I go see all of these things. So I can talk about them. Plus, and where can people find your blog, Gavin? The ramblings, or just ramblingsofascotsman.com. But eh, I'm happy that you put the podcast before the blog now. I'm glad that that's... It's taking precedence. Yeah. More important I, mean, I feel I should also just point at this point that I might be putting the blog on a wee bit of a hiatus just because I just, I just don't have a lot left in me to give. And when it comes to writing a review, I'm just like, I could sleep instead. Set up a secondary pod, mate. Secondary podcast, the meandering reviews. We just Bosh. leave Gavin alone. In yeah, the just room do it for an but hour. You know what'll happen? And he just chat shit about it's, something. Yeah, I'll I'll do ten episodes on Star Trek. On just Star Trek, <laughs> <laughs> and you will feel like, all right. Uh, so let's just listen to what Gavin did. He's like, he gets to. Hour. Oh no, you're editing those yourself. Oh, okay. I'm having no part of that. I was going to say, like, you get to hour six, and he's just like, he's only just got the fucking next generation. Yeah. Oh my god. We're slipping down means. this rabbit hole yeah, but it's not very quickly. Uh, yeah, but um, no more Star Trek chat. I'm not. Uh, it's not. Gonna, we're all safe. It's, it's like it's creeping through, isn't it? It's just like like it's. I mean, when he brought up the that, seams, when he brought up that teleportation stuff and said to start, I was like, I could easily just give you the synopsis of the episode, <laughs> but I'm not gonna do it because right. I know you don't want me to. Let's wrap. I don't know how much of that's gonna get pulled out or if it's all gonna get left in. Thank you very much for listening, guys. You can catch us at Meandering Pod if you want to speak to us on Twitter. Oh, do, you want, uh, do you want to do one? Jump over to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Meandering Movie Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram if you just search for the Meandering Movie Podcast. And uh, if you want to send us a wee email, uh, say uh, meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave reviews, uh, iTunes, uh, like a, a five-star rating on iTunes? Is that how they It's a, one, one, one to five stars. And then you can leave a wee a wee. We we summary of your thoughts and why you may like or maybe you don't like the podcast. Maybe you think Audio Boys actually just stinks. <laughs> we got or- another couple of reviews in. Um, Megan, bunch of car emojis is your username. Thank you for leaving a review. I've only Thank listened you, to Megan. a few episodes so far, but these guys are hilarious. My film knowledge is getting so much better, and it's great to hear a Scottish accent on a podcast. Hashtag West Coast Best Coast. It is great to hear a Scottish accent. You, you don't hear enough Scottish accents. accents. Do you have a West Coast? No, you don't have a West Coast I'm accent. With Glasgow, so maybe she's from the West Coast, and she's not. So she's just saying that your accent's shit. She said she likes to hear a Scottish accent. She also says hashtag West Coast Best Coast. Yeah, but 
She's just happy to hear he a Scottish accent. for life. She's happy to hear Space a Scottish coast, accent. Coast to We're coast. sick of all these... Because the only other Scottish accent you hear in podcasts... Butter right, toast. Is the only other Scottish uh, accent roast. you hear in a podcast... Is, Stop talking over me! <laughs> Fuck, I hate you two! We were rhyming. Right, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you next week. Bye! Bye! It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So won't you lend an ear?